Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Lord bless you again this great day. It's good to be back with you again for my second day back, and I'm feeling a little better each and every day, but I'm certainly glad to be on the air sharing with you. I pray that your pre-Christmas is going well. Hey, you got another not too long before Christmas, and uh, I hope that it's going well. And thank you for remembering the poor. I'm so excited at our church. We have a giving tree that we uh, put gifts on and, and gift cards on, and they have given and given and given to the needy. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for people who respond. We need to respond to the Christ, our living God, Lord, who was born by the Virgin Mary uh, during during what we celebrate now. We know it was probably in the springtime, but we celebrated during uh, the 25th of December. But to realize the great plan God had from the very beginning, even in the Old Testament, it's laid out how God had a plan for Jesus Christ to come and save the world, and the world would be saved through him, and that everyone that believed on his name would have eternal life. Our Heavenly Father, eternal life is what matters. Lord, this world's going to pass away. We may live to be 75 or 85 or maybe even 100, but that's nothing compared to eternity. We're going to live with you in a beautiful place called heaven, streets of gold, clear river running through it, the power of the God manifested all over, all the time, seeing our loved ones and our family and enjoying the presence of God together. Lord, it's going to be a wonderful time. We can't even imagine the greatness of it. Lord, help us to put our faith and our trust in you and to serve you with all our heart, soul, and mind. I give you thanks for this day. Lead us and lead me as I share just for a few minutes today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, Lord bless every one of you, and I hope and pray that you are doing really, really well. And I hope that you're attending church too somewhere, some good Bible-believing church, that you're attending church, and you're serving God, and you're being involved, and that you're not making excuses about not attending church, not making excuses about not serving God like you should. You know, the enemy would love to take everyone out of the church. He'd love the church to close its doors. It's time more than ever to stand up for the things of God, to stand up and live true Christian lives for Him, and to walk with Him in obedience. Let's let's do it together. Let's do it together. Colossians chapter. I, I yesterday I went out of Ephesians, so I'm going to do another Paul book to the uh, the, the letter to the uh, Church of Colossae, and he talks about kind of like whole, uh, holy living. I've my, I was raised in the Church of God movement, which is very similar maybe to the Nazarene, uh, Salvation Army, Free Methodist. We call ourselves a holiness movement because we tried you know, to live in holiness. But we're a very interdenominational church that really tries to just live for Jesus, you know, and not judge people, but let God do the judging, let us do the loving, and let us uh, move forward in changing lives. But he talks to the Church of Colossians about holy living. So let me start reading in chapter 3 of Colossians. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So he's telling them, since you've been raised with Christ, since you've learned the things of Christ, since you're starting to know the things of Christ and things are set in your heart, set them on the things that are above, the things that matter, the things that are heavenly, the things that are godly. 
where Christ is seated, because that's what's going to matter in the long run. Oh, yes, you're going to live everyday life. We have to live everyday life. We don't live our, with our heads in a cloud, but we can live for Jesus in everything we do. That doesn't mean we walk around and we have a, have a uh, banner around our chest that says, Jesus, love Jesus. It just means we love him. We show people by our hearts and minds that we are in tune with him. Verse 2, he said, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You know, he's so many times we concentrate on all the earthly. We concentrate on all the bad things that are going on, all the things going on in our life, and we don't think about the things that are heavenly, the things that Christ died for, that someday we're going to see him face to face, and what a day that's going to be. He says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. When he appears, when you see him again, you love him, you're going to appear with him in glory. You're going to spend eternity with him in heaven. It's going to be a great transition. And you never know. It may happen while you're still here on this earth. It may happen before you die that you may see Jesus face to face. You may not die, you know. And uh, but the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? The Bible says he's coming as a thief in the night. No one will know the day or the hour. So you have about people out there telling you when he's coming. There's been, there's been churches over the years that have predicted his, his coming. And boy, I tell you what, I would run from those as fast as I could because you know what? You can't predict the coming of Christ because no one will know the day or the hour. The question is, though, you'd be ready. Be ready. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Whatever that is earthly that is causing us issues. And he goes on to say some of those. He's sexual immorality. Nowadays, everybody wants to justify sexual immorality. You know, many people have been sexually immoral. If you've been sexually immoral or you currently are, ask him to forgive you and to purify you and turn away from it. Turn away from it. Wait till you're married. Wait till it's the right time that God has laid out before you and stop justifying because it is sin. And then he says, turn away from impurity, things that are not good. Then he goes on to list some of those. He said lust. Now, that could be a, a um, sexual lust, or maybe it's a lust after fame or fortune or whatever it might be. What are you lusting after? Hopefully, you're, you're searching after Jesus and after Christ. And when those feelings come, just say, Jesus, take them from me. We all have them. We all have feelings that are wrong from sometimes and thoughts. And you have to just say right off the bat, Lord, take these from me. I have had to do that over and over again in my life. Lord, take these from me. Lord, I don't want to even think in that realm. Sometimes you have dreams and you don't like your dreams. And Lord, take away those dreams. Then he says, put away evil desires and greed, things that are not right, things that are treating people poorly, things that are causing you to want more and more and more. We live in a world that we want more. We all want to be rich. Oh, the lottery has, has caused many people uh, to go after riches. The, you know, when they may have those mega million things, well, multi-millions, almost billion people play those games, put in those money for that, trying to become rich overnight. And I don't know if you've done a study of the, those that have won the major lotteries, almost every one of those have struggled because our minds are set on this earth. God will take care of your needs. God will take care of all your needs. 
when Jesus told the disciples to go out two by two. You know, he had them go out with nothing. He didn't have them take food or clothes, extra clothing or anything. He just said, go, let, let God take care of you. Let's put this to faith. And he says, if you go in, into a city where they don't welcome you, shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next one. But have faith and trust. And that's what he wants us to do, to have faith and trust in him and to be as pure people as we can be. And if we see ourselves having a bad attitude or making a poor decision, we turn it around. He says, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things. And then he goes on and talks about these. Listen to this. He says, you as Christians, get rid of these things. Anger. How many of you have anger issues? It's time to get rid of them. It's time to give it to God. Rage, which is <laughs> accelerated anger. Malice. Slander, putting people down to lift yourself up. And this is, a good, this is one that so many people deal with, and filthy language from your lips. How much filthy language do you hear? You know, I even went, I watched a, a practice one time at, at Boise State, and, and I was listening to the defense, and I, I heard a language that I thought, why, why can't you guys not use that kind of language? If I was a coach, I'd say, that is not allowed. And probably Skip Hall would probably have said that. But there's, you know, the, but we just, we allow the world to dictate to us and we have filthy language all around us. Clean it up. If you have filthy language, clean it up. God will forgive you, but clean it up. He says, live in the knowledge of the image of our creator. Here, there's no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all. And in all, therefore, as God's chosen people, listen to this, you're God's chosen people. He's telling people of Colossians, you're God's chosen people because you have chosen God. You're serving him. You're a Christian. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. See, he gives you something to do. Close yourself to compassion. Care for people. Care for the lost. Instead of making fun of them, oh, they're always wanting this, they're always wanting that. Show kindness. Show humility that you really are humble before God. And show gentleness. And this is a tough one for me. Show patience. Learn to be patient with people. Then he says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. You know, and all, over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And I've told you this, and I've told you this, and I've told you this for 17 years. One of the greatest barriers in your walk with God is your unforgiveness. Some of you are claiming Jesus. You've been Christians for years, but you're still holding a grudge against either your ex-spouse the family member, a neighbor, a work associate. Folks, if you want to be forgiven, if you want the power of God to be working in your life, you must forgive today if there's anything that anyone has done that you have not forgiven. I pray in the name of Jesus that you forgive them today. You forgive them today. Give, God wants to give you a new slate he wants to change your life. He loves you. He has a great plan for your life. Folks, Lord bless you. Have a good day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.